Lake Forest podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Joseph Fidus, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. So uh, you got a lot of feedback from last week's show, I hear. Yeah, I think we'll get, uh, I think we moved the log jam along. Uh, some uh, people like the cartoon that we put up, which is right here. Hi there, I'm one of the city workers in Lake Forest, and I love Pete, Joe, and Rick. I'd love to come on the show, but I can't because Jason Weiss just says I can't come on the show. Wah! Um, Very creative. <laughs> you, say, um, it's creative. I didn't say it was good. The only, the only thing is the, the guy in the cartoon who's supposed to be the city worker looks like Jason. It, it's it's supposed to be me. <laughs> that ain't you. You don't look like that. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to ditch you, man, but you don't look like that. And you haven't in That was the biggest guy I could find. <laughs> But the glasses and the hair looks kind of like Jason's glasses and hair. I don't know. I just... Oh, that was it was unintentional. Man, I love the wah at the end. That was uh, quite. Yeah, I don't know. Some people might say I'm saying the city workers are crying, but that's the last thing that. that no, would... no, no, no. Look, I, I like we've talked about this before on the show. Is I, I get both sides of this. I get um, the government employees having to follow uh, specific communication policies um, regarding what they can and can't say. Um, Because the last thing you want is an employee coming on and giving wrong information. Yeah. But, you know, I I don't think people should be punished for speaking their opinion. I think that whole show we did last week about cancel culture, and I do want to correct something I said last week. (laughs) Uh, I Just like you want Hey Jeff, Philippe, you listening? Philippe, uh, no, I, I, look, Philippe and I uh, go way back. He used to work for Congressman Bob Gold, who's one of my favorites. Um, he's a, a good, solid, moderate Republican. That's the kind of Republicans that can win on the North Shore, and we should nominate more guys like Bob Dole. Uh, But back to what I said last week, 
I made a comment about um, parents care. And I said parents care had taken on social issues. That is not correct. Parents care does not deal with social issues. Uh, their mission, and let me find the exact words of Philippe here uh, to me, just so I make sure I get it correct. Um, they don't talk about social issues. They talk about fiscal, academic performance, and transparency. So, and those are all things that I think we all can embrace. Um, that said, you know, the issue, the reason they have been rightly or wrongly linked to social issues is because one of the people uh, uh, heavily visible with parents care, Frank, who's a good guy, I don't have anything against Frank personally, uh, but Frank says some things about social issues that are not what I think are in the mainstream of the Lake Forest community. You know, that's not to say he's right or wrong, uh, but that's, you know, I, I think social issues don't play well on the North Shore. And that's that's my message to a lot of my fellow Republicans and conservatives and stuff is we, we win on fiscal issues, we lose on social issues. Uh, so uh, I've always focused outlier, on outlier on fiscal issues because everybody's got to pay taxes. <laughs> so we all are concerned about taxes. So that said, I apologize to parents care. Uh, I did not mean to uh, misstate their mission. And the point, the bigger point here is, though, what we were talking about last week, cancel culture. You shouldn't cancel a group like Parents Care or a podcast like this because they have a guest or are associated with someone with views that you don't necessarily agree with. I think that's that's the bigger problem here is our society, whether it's like our little city of Lake Forest or the world we live in, we're getting too caught up in, oh my gosh, he said something or she said something that I don't agree with, so I want nothing to do with them. And that's that's absolutely the wrong way to do that. I have no problem having people on this podcast that I completely disagree with or disagree with on some things and agree with them on others, and let's just talk it out. I think you know that's that's where people shouldn't be afraid to lose their jobs because of they're speaking their opinion. I, I, we've seen horrible things happen with, you know, the last couple of election cycles and people people uh, blocking their own family members because they're voting for a different candidate than they are. And that's just wrong. And I, I just think, you know, and, and both sides are, are, if you think your side's better than the other, you're wrong. Both sides have. What about people. libertarian? <laughs> well, what the hell is a libertarian anyways? You know, you'd have to have from the libertarian. I think my views tend to be libertarian, but I also view the Libertarian Party as a uh, party that takes votes away from the Republican Party, thereby electing the Democratic Party, um, which is not a good thing and probably contradicts more libertarian views than electing Republicans. Uh, yeah, I think you know, I think banning things has never worked out for the government. If you look at the history of government banning things, it's it usually hasn't worked out very well. Uh, for instance. Prohibition was a disaster. The war on drugs has been a disaster. Um, so, yeah. you know, ban whether it's abortion or guns, I don't know if banning them will, will, will have the con intended consequences that people who want to do that will happen. I mean, Banning liquor didn't work out very well for this country. So, um, and I think the people that 
thought they were going to get people to drink less, didn't, didn't accomplish that. So, but same thing with gambling. I mean, yeah. I, um, it's better to have it out in the open and, and regulated and, and taxed. Uh, at least you get that revenue uh, there as opposed to going to the mob. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I just think government has a bad track record at banning things. That's the same thing with gas powered leaf loads. I mean, take it to a city issue. I just, you know, let the market work itself out on that. Why ban them? But again, my apologies to parents care uh, for misstating their mission. Uh, and again, people shouldn't be canceled because of their views. Well, there are schools partners. There are experts that come on to talk about what's going on in the schools. And yeah, and the school district needs, if the school district or people associated with the school district are uncomfortable with the things that Parents Care says, or people from Parents Care say, they should come on the podcast and give their side to it. Don't don't just say, oh, your, your podcast is horrible. You're having these horrible people on and they're so wrong. Come on and say your side to it. We're going to talk about the issue one way or the other. So I think it's better that you address it, come forward, and, and give your side to it. That's sounds like, an, sounds like another cartoon to be created. <laughs> you're going to, you're, uh, I never knew you were this good at creating cartoons, man. I, uh, uh, I'm really not. I wonder how many computers at city, at the Lake Forest uh, City building are uh, playing that cartoon. <laughs> Uh, it, <laughs> if you can't laugh then what's the point maybe he, maybe he wants to come on the podcast but he won't let himself come on it's like he's like fighting in, it's an internal fight inside of him like uh, he wants to come on but he can't <laughs> i don't know well there is a uh, city communications manager who is I think she's a very nice person. I met her a couple of times and she, it, it, maybe she's the person that should come on and talk about this. And like we've always said, when you come on this show, we're very nice to you. We'll let you give your side of it. I mean, that's that's the whole Like I just said, we're going to talk about it one way or the other. So come on and give your side to this. <laughs> Again, so the city council meeting this week, um, Rob Carmichael that's kind of an interesting thing that they did. Uh, he was in charge of the Wildlife Center, and I never went there. I just heard about it from uh, longtime locals. Kids would go out there and, you know, see see animals, and it was shut down abruptly, like really fast, sort of like uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> and then... So I, whenever they they didn't tell anybody, still didn't get to the bottom of, of the that. The sign is still on Middle Fork Drive, though. The, the little brown sign that points says Wildlife Discovery Center. Last should, At least when should. I saw it a couple, I, I happened to go by there quite a bit. Um, and I saw it there the other day. So maybe the public works guys who are watching this show but can't come on will come. And Those are the guys I want. I want the sanitation guys. I want the blue collar guys. Yeah. I want to hear the stories of uh, maybe you get them on like in silhouette, like Dateline and MS. What's that show? Dateline NBC, where they interview people and they're in silhouette and their voices. Yeah. <laughs> or when they pull up in their little golf carts, you know, like, hey, man, you got a couple minutes. That's, that's all I want. 
those carts are like legendary around town. I was at I was at Jewel once, and one of them pulled over to you know lunch break, and this little kid is with his mom, and like, there's the garbage cart. <laughs> those things. I wonder when that, that started because that's so so genius. Uh, I mean, they zip around. Yeah, you know, central place to put the. I moved here when I moved here. I came from Glenview, which outsourced their garbage collection to uh, Root. Root, and you had once a week pickup, and you put it. You had to put all the stuff in the alley uh, once a week. You had one container for your garbage and one container for your recycling, um, and that was it. But and I get here, and like they're telling me, oh no, no, there's twice a week garbage pickup. And the garbage pickup, you don't even have to put it out on the street. Yet you can just leave it off to the side of your house. I'm like, really? That's and then I'm like, how do they get the truck up the driveway? And I'm like, it's not a truck; it's a little cart. And I saw it. And it's it's a cool system. Like the truck drives with the cart attached, and then they park it in the neighborhood, and then uh, run around and uh, do a great job. And it's a great service. I'm glad we have twice a week garbage pickup. I think it's a great thing. I hope we never get rid of it. It's one of the Things, but that you know, I don't know if you want to go back to the Rob thing or talk more about. Gar- I want to. I want to finish the Rob thing because yeah, let's talk about Rob. I'm sorry. Uh, solid dude, twenty five years, and I don't know. It was maybe a ten minute presentation they they did. They you know put a video together, and uh, I don't know. It seemed you got to do something for the guy, but. The way that whole thing went down, they could at least give them that sign that you see out there. Maybe they will, now that I brought it up. <laughs> but uh, he's like, you know, he went up there, said thanks to everybody, and uh, like, he wanted out. So I I don't know. I, he's retiring. There's nobody else to do it. They, they wouldn't fund it. And, well, my understanding, I talked to a couple. Yeah people about it and you guys you know talked about it when it went down on the show um you know rob had i guess grown up uh taking care of animals and this was like his calling and um they put him in this position i uh and he did a great job for many years but now that he's retired um to do it according to the standards that you need to actually do this by you would need like I think three or four people to replace yeah. Rob. Rob did the work of four people. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you get into standards now and the way we do things today is probably different than the way they did things back then. And so they just, you know, made a decision to to not continue the the program. And that, that's sad. I mean, I like I said, I just got here. My kids are teenagers. I think they would have loved going to that when they were little and we did walk through it last year when we first moved in um it's it was a great thing and you could see the excitement on kids faces seeing that but you know that said is it really a a, is it really a, a a good expense to continue that if you have to hire all these extra staff and do things that maybe you weren't doing before and i i don't know the answer to that if that is it is it worth it or not in the in the budget and the mission of the city? But they made a decision that it wasn't. From what I heard, that's all I got is what I heard. I mean, it was a pretty decent thing. I don't know if they charged the cover, but you could have charged, you know, 
a couple bucks to support the thing and uh but they, they it didn't was, it was like having brookfield zoo in lake forest kind of a little mini brookfield zoo yeah i mean it was but but it was also like a, a marketing piece because wgn uh you know they would do their little short clips on it uh it was pretty well known and just the way they let it down fine you're not making any money but I, you know you have all these other me special meetings that you have to do for these other things that we cut funding on or we ate, give funding to and nobody talked about how we could save this thing uh it was just done abruptly so that that was the problem with that and it was kind of a weird you know put a video together hey rob see you later and then you know boom out maybe we should get rob on the podcast I, i'm gonna try again i'm gonna try again uh you know if i'd be i'd be pissed if i was him you know well, he's no longer a city employee so he's free to come on right yeah was that a city employee type thing I, you know i don't know there was a city car parked out there all the time um yeah. And it's not there anymore. So I'm all right. Guessing it was. I don't know the whole. There's there's the city. There's the Eloa Foundation. There's the open lands. There's the county. You know, you brought up open lands. Comes Did on you, there together. You brought up open lands. Did you see that uh, they're donating seventy acres or something to uh, Lake County? Yeah, I saw that this morning. Where I didn't see where it was though. I didn't catch. The, I saw the headline, but I didn't read the story yet. Uh, I'm sure it was our uh, our boy Jonah. You know, following the police scanners. <laughs> well, you know these poor. In fairness to Jonah and to um, Dorfman, um, Dan Dorfman, these guys are like the last ones of all the local reporters. And they've been given this horrible task of doing the work of what 10 or 15 local reporters used to do. So they're going to, I'd give them a little, I'd give those guys a little slack in that it's more, it's, it's more the industry has changed. I mean, look, the Chicago Tribune doesn't have enough reporters to cover local Chicago news. Uh, Mike Flannery is retiring at the end of the month as the political guy on. Oh uh, Yeah. 32. Do you think he's going to be replaced by someone that has that kind of knowledge of Chicago politics? Probably not. Um, the news media has changed and and we've become, we've talked about this on a lot of previous shows. Everyone now is, is more focused on national stuff because that's what they see on cable or on their social media feed. I, you know, if you post something about, uh, about Donald Trump, uh, either pro or, or anti, it gets, a gazillion likes but if you yeah. post something about a local bond referendum or something uh that probably has more effect on your life than donald trump you're going to get maybe one or two likes so you know it's it's the nature of who we've become where you know more people I, we get it wrong that the turnout is highest in the presidential election and it's lowest in the local election now we should vote in every election and i voted in every election since i turned 18 but if you're gonna if you're gonna pick and choose which elections to vote in, the turnout should be the highest in the local elections, because that has way more effect on your life than on uh, what happens in Washington D.C. So that's my two cents. And we're gonna have a we're gonna have a guest on next week 
who once ran in a local election and lost by five votes. So five uh, votes. You know, local elections matter. They, that, that's they, a couple of TikToks. <laughs> I don't know if TikTok was around back then, but yeah. Uh, so we'll more to come on that one, but we get we we lose sight of that. But yeah, back to open lands. Uh, I it's open lands is an interesting thing. I come here from Cook County, moved just moved here to Lake County and Lake Forest last year, so this is a whole new idea to me. Um, I think the people that live in the properties near open lands pay for some of that uh, and some of the assessment fees. I know there's some special assessment fees for Middle Fork neighborhoods, so that helps support it. But when I did the bus tour, uh, Lake Forest 101 bus tour a couple of weeks back with um, Kathy Z. The Kathy Zerniak. uh, there's quite a few stuff that goes on with open lands here in the community and, and some nice developments that I think they well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll read they've it got a way to make to have open lands and development coexist. And I think that's a great thing. Open lands to gift Lakeshore Preserve to Lake County Forest Preserves. The nonprofit will also establish a $1.29 million endowment for the continued conserva- conservation and restoration efforts of the 77-acre site. So, located in unincorporated Moraine Township on part of the former Fort Sheridan Army Base, the Open Lands Lakeshore Preserve has been closed to the public for more than two years following discovery of unexploded ordnance. <laughs> Bang! A lot of those former military sites and the things they Glenview Naval Air Station was the same way. They found, they found all sorts of crazy stuff in the ground when they uh, built that into the Glen. They had to remove and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> Open Lands did an excellent job creating accessible trails throughout the sensitive ravine, bluff top habitats, installing bridges and staircases, exceptional restoration work. Uh, site is home to at least six threatened and endangered plant species. Weed. <laughs> You, you want to open a dispensary there? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you get your buddy Rick, uh, R- Rich, Ru- is it Rick or Rich? Ru- Rich Ruzich. That's, I never knew what the word Gangier meant till I heard it on your podcast for the first time. The occasional, the Gangier, uh, I had to go look that up. Not, Rich is uh, one of our supporters. Thank you, Rich. Um, he ran for county board, didn't he? Uh, did he? he did didn't didn't uh, know that i think maybe we have rich on the show why not be one of those like elon musk uh joe rogan podcasts is he really <laughs> i don't know hey dude i think i saw his name though running for i believe it's for lake county board like who's bringing the doritos <laughs> so he would represent the libertarian wing of the republican party <laughs> right right <laughs> well, cannabis, <laughs> but back to the open lands thing. You know, this sounds like a good idea. I, I don't know. Again, we just heard about it. I, I think um, open lands is a great idea uh, for our area. Uh, you see what's happened to areas that didn't save open lands and develop them, and it's just all concrete. So uh, you know, the area that Middle Fork uh, by. Um, it's a, it, that Savannah that's out there um, yeah. was was preserved pretty well. 
Um, that's a great thing. I didn't know there's a trail. I learned this on again on the uh, bus tour. There's a trail that goes from uh, uh, Eloa all the way out to like the tollway, like by by the Lake Forest City Building, by Hallis Hall, all that stuff. You can take a trail out there, and that uh, the Open Lands Office or headquarters, whatever you call it, off of Waukegan Road, yeah. used to be the entrance to the Armor uh, Estate that's now on Lake Forest Academy, again, before the tollway was built. So there's a lot of a lot of cool history there. And um, uh, I think the open lands is a great idea. Well, Iliad Grow, Rich Rusich, thank you for supporting us. Love you, babe. It's getting nicer out. Uh, bicyclists, uh, man, they wear those sausage casing uh, suits. <clears throat> And uh, they don't, they don't obey the traffic uh, situations. No, we're going to see two or three of these guys laid out in the street. Unfortunately, the city has done a better job of putting those little tiny uh, stop signs, and then they put a really tall, big stop sign, so you know which one's like for the car traffic and one is for the bike traffic. Um, so at least it's, you know, they can't say, well, there's no stop sign. Oh, there's, there is one there. But if you're going into traffic, it's like, uh, it's like a bicyclist going a lot, I-94, <laughs> just, <laughs> that's not stopping. It's, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've been to Europe and we're cycling, you know, everything is bicycling and, and less cars, but this ain't Europe. Uh, well, we're a car-oriented car society, and it, that's not going to change. So, um, I I always told my kids try to you know if you're biking around, just remember that you got to you got to compete with the cars and follow the traffic rules and 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 everything, and try yeah, to. They do, don't even do look. Biking. They like assume. And yeah, I, I mean that's what bike trails are for. Get to a bike trail and and ride on the on a bike trail or a place where there's no vehicular traffic because it really sucks if you're like driving on the street and oh there's a cyclist and he's go he's pedaling as fast as he can which is only like half of what your car can go yeah down the road and like oh I gotta wait for this guy I'm a jerk if I if I try to pass him and I might he's gonna think I'm hurt trying to hurt him and it's like. But I'm I'm going like ten or fifteen under the speed limit at that point. It's like there's got to be a I don't know. This is not a Lake Forest specific problem. I, I, I oh, it is on McKinley and West. I see it. No, I'm saying it happens in a lot of places. Though. I've seen it in Chicago. I saw it in Glenview, Morton Grove. I mean, it's just try to use the bike only places for your bicycling, and that would you know we'll keep keep the cars where they're supposed to be and the bikes where they're supposed to be and understand that hey cars are not evil there's nothing wrong with driving a car it's not a you know but they have have to cross the street i get it but stop because when i'm making a right hand turn or left hand turn on mckinley and they're flying by and i wipe them out i'm not going to feel one ounce of badness or sympathy uh and you, you will be paying for the dent in my car your estate will be paying for the dent in your <laughs> That's right. I'll be I'll have the first suit in <laughs> I there. Laugh. I mean, look, this is some horrible things that have happened that shouldn't have happened to bicyclists. 
but I just some common sense. I mean, the cars aren't going away. There isn't a war between cars and, and bicycles and making it into all everything. It's just like everything else. Everything becomes like this huge social statement about stuff. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. We need more important things to be worried about. Like yesterday, you know what? Let's see. We recorded this on Wednesday, June 7th. Yesterday was June 6th. Uh, D-Day. And when you're uh, doing your little trek around the bluffs, whether it's Lake Bluff or Lake Forest, take a little peer down the bluff and imagine you got a gazillion machine guns and artillery pointing down and somebody's trying to climb up that thing. The good guys are trying to climb up. The bad guys are shooting down and they took that thing over at Point the Hawk and uh, on, on D-Day. That, amazing amazing what those and those were kids think about that those guys were 18 19 20 years old and uh you know there's that famous picture of them as the boat is approaching the shore and they're looking out most of the guys in that picture didn't make it yeah in the day um, i mean it just is amazing to to look back at that and you know i grew up with world war ii veterans all around me uh, the VFW and the American Legion would always put on these carnivals around town and stuff. And, you know, they had those hats and uh, that they all wore and stuff. And those guys are most, most of them are gone now. I mean, there's very few World War II vets left. Um, I was very honored to serve with one who was the mayor of Morton Grove back when I was a trustee, Dan Scanlon. Um, a true hero, that guy. Um, and all those guys. I mean, D-Day was just an amazing thing. It's nice that we're getting a veterans. There's a, a veterans monument at was it Deer Path in Green Bay? Yep. So that's that's cool. Three, three, 300 grand. I think they figured it out. You know what? I'm happy to pay for a veterans monument. I <laughs> think I think those guys deserve it. So. So now next step is uh, getting ready for Fourth of July. We're going to see how that turf comes into play. Uh, that's <laughs> I'll don't get your uh high heels caught in the uh turf. But well, is turf gonna be ready for Fourth of July? I don't think it is. <laughs> Just a bunch I think of they're holding it at a different um, they do it at the golf course. I thought they think, well, didn't um, we just had uh, as Rick a yeah, so I thought he explained it all, but. I, I, and this came, this when we did the bus tour, we went around back behind there and looked at the stuff. And somebody asked, well, are, "Are they moving it?" And I think they're. I think they said they're moving it to where they used to do it years ago. And again, again, I'm new. You're kind of new. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm sure a good time will be happy. But I don't think the turf's going to be ready for Fourth of July, Pete. If, if you're, uh, yeah, it'd be kind of fast. Need to do cart stands on the Fourth of July on the turf. You're going to have to wait till next year, buddy. And then we had uh, graduations. Uh, we had a nice uh, get together at the uh, Weiss uh, residence. Congratulations! Uh, I believe you had a child uh, graduate. Is that true? Yeah. So my son graduated because we moved last August, and he was going into his senior year. Uh, the folks at Glenbrook South High School, where we used to live, allowed him to complete his senior year there um, in accordance with state law. And trust me, I paid lots of taxes over the years to the, 
to the Glenbrook School District to, to justify that. Um, but yeah, so he he graduated on Sunday. I know Lake Forest High School graduated on Saturday. Um, but we had a little party at our uh, house and we were happy you came over and helped celebrate. It was kind of a mini open house for uh, uh, since we moved here to, you know, first time we had a lot of friends over to the new digs. And, good good uh, people. Uh, yeah. I think we got it. I think you've got about five, uh, five podcast guests out of that show. Uh, out of that party. We'll see. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, good time was had by all. A lot of things are said towards the tail end of a party, so we'll see. <laughs> but I'm very, very proud of my son. He graduated um, off to college in August. Uh, Going to miss him around the can, house. can we say his name on the uh, show? Because he Drew. shout out. Drew He's a good guy. All right, just making sure, Dad. Drew, this is your shout out, my friend. Shout out to Drew. He's Drew is the man. We're all going to be working for Drew one day. I can, uh, he is going to be a business major and do great things. So, um, awesome. America, America. Yeah. You got a letter or an email. Yeah. Someone asking me or saying, tell Joe, I don't have it in front of me here, but you, you saw it is a cost. I forgot the dollar amount to the recycling program. All right. Because I said the pro recycling program makes money for the city. I think uh, that was Paul Ham and Eggs. <laughs> no, it wasn't Paul, but <laughs> was it? Uh, I forwarded it to me. I don't know. Like, Paul Ham and Eggs uh, wanted to say he passed South Park and nobody was using the two baseball fields. If nobody's spending is using them, then why are we spending $16 million for more baseball fields? Because it's a very compressed time that we're using the fields. That's what I got out of it, Paul. I I would love for you to uh, come on and debate something new. Uh, our our good friend Alice said, uh, "Please tell Joe after listening to today's podcast that recycling costs Lake Forest taxpayers two hundred fifty thousand dollars per year." Last she knew. She briefly tried to check that number online and couldn't find it. P.S. The major objection to condo number three in Westminster Road was its incompatibility with other structures in the Eastside Historic District. Hence, block the box. Condos one and two on McKinley Road were not in the E.S. Historic District. Got it, Alice. Duly noted. Joe, your response. No, I won't get into the second part because I don't know that well enough. But yeah. Um, other than I, I thought it was kind of disingenuous of a, of a certain mayoral candidate to try and latch on to that issue um, during yeah. the campaign. Uh, but the, back to the garbage, uh, the recycling cost. So that may, I, I can't speak to what's on the Lake Forest City website and the cost, but taking, taking your number at face value. Um, so my understanding is the state of Illinois requires every municipality to do to have a recycling program. Um, that's that's a law that was passed many years ago. Uh, so, but Lake Forest, I think, has tried to minimize that cost and by recycling the right way of, of educating people of, you know, there's, there's this whole thing that people do called wish cycling, where they think something should be recycled, so they throw it in the recycling bin. Um, 
Well, what ends up happening is a worker that, that pisses our, our sanitation guys off. Yeah, because that takes time. If you've ever had a job where, where you have customers that do stuff that makes you do extra work, you get a little ticked off, right? But more importantly, as a taxpayer, those are hours that it takes hours because they people like the, the the shopping bags. People take those plastic shopping bags and because they're recyclable, they put them in the recycling bin. But the city doesn't recycle those directly. So when those things get caught in the bit in the recycling machines, it jams up the machines. The way you should recycle those, the plastic shopping bags, is to uh, either take them. The, the The dump has a place that you can put those in when you, if you go there on the weekends. Jewel has uh, the, the soon to have a part uh, corral. Jewel has a couple of those. Uh, Plastic recycling bins outside the door. Target has it. Walmart has it. A lot of grocery stores do has it. Even I think Home Depot has it. Um, so you put those in there because that takes care of that because those get handled differently. But you know, people will will throw in like a piece of metal into the recycling bin. Well, they take they take aluminum cans, so they should take this piece of metal. No, they don't. Um, and a worker has to take that and sort that and throw it in the trash. And not only does that tick off the worker, but it takes labor time and trash management time and stuff to adds cost to taxpayers. So I think what Lake Forest has tried to do is try to educate people of what the right recycling is. And again, it does still cost the city money, as you pointed out in that email, but the cost would be a lot higher if, if you didn't manage that and just told people put anything and everything in your recycling. So... I'd love to get somebody from the city on to talk more about it. My experience with the whole recycling thing is over 20 years old when I was a trustee for Village of Morton Grove and I was on the solid, <laughs> on Swank, the solid waste agency in Northern Cook County. But, you know, the state has put this mandate in about recycling. And if you do recycling the right way, uh, uh, especially the aluminum cans, always recycle those, that helps. Those are, those are that's money for the city and that's and the, the the less cost it is for the city the less cost it is for us the taxpayers i never get it right i just throw everything out you're a wish cycler you wish it would be recycled i i don't wish anything i i know cardboard they have a little sticker inside the cart if you open up the recycling cart my sticker looks sticker like a you. uh maybe you need a new sticker maybe you should one of the public works guys who can't come on the podcast. I think they ran out of stickers. And give you one of those stickers, the new sticker. It's also I, on, the, on the city website, too. I have so many stickers. It's like NASCAR in my tra trash cans. <laughs> so I just throw everything out. So I need one of those guys to come on. You're caught. You're costing the city money, my friend. I, I know, but it's... It means you're costing the taxpayers money. But the rule... The old hey. things were you just... If it's a can or cardboard, paper, throw it into one thing and garbage in the other. Now it's like the rules are so long on uh, what you can recycle. I'm like, well, give me an example. Give me an example, and I'll tell you if it's recycled or not. Because I think I know all the rules. Use pizza box. Not recyclable. Used to be. Never was because they took the it. Card, once the cardboard gets all that oil and grease from the pizza, they. No, you can't recycle that. You can't. And, it, and the cardboard's biodegradable. 
Yeah. So it should just go in the trash and it'll it'll biodegrade. Now, if it's a cardboard box that's clean and not wet, um, like so if you got a pizza box that you didn't use <laughs> or or any other cardboard box, that is recycled. But once it gets food and stuff contaminated on it, not recyclable. Next. See, Jason, this is why we need some of the city guys to come on. What what could a trash guy get in trouble saying on the show? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm one of the city workers in Lake Forest, and I love Pete, Joe, and Rick. I'd love to come on the show, but I can't because Jason Weiss just uh, says I can't come on the show. with his shovel like he did. <laughs> that was a that was a weak first attempt at a cartoon, but I, man, you miss you. You're gonna be. Uh, I think you missed your calling in life, Pete. You uh, hey, life's not over, my friend. And, and what's that? What's that network that has all the animation stuff? Uh, every every network has it now. Yeah, they do. That's right. You, a you, cartoon you network. Um, and then at the uh, last thing I want to talk about the city council meeting. It was a short meeting because they had to yeah. to talk about. Uh, Pay pay rate, not pay, pay rates. I think that's what it was in executive session. But uh, the Lake Forest Preservation uh, Foundation awards and uh, uh, Jason Smith went up there and went over the list of uh, the pretty houses. I think that's what it was. I don't know how you get. No, nobody ever put a. The only lawn sign I've ever had in my yard is for Randy Tack. So I haven't seen any uh, preservation lawn signs. I've seen them around town. I, I I've seen it, but not in front of my house. I I don't think your house is gonna. When was your house built? Like two thousand something? Eighty. Not eighty. Yeah, eighty. I got I got one that's uh, nineteen sixty six. I don't see nice mansard roof. I don't see anybody putting any. Well, maybe you need to enter uh, submit it for next year. I don't know how that all works. I, well, that that leads me to uh, I think we need to have the Lake Forest podcast lawn sign that says this is a mediocre house. <laughs> don't Dude, you, got, you got you passed out at my party. I, I wish I had one for the camera. The uh, the what do they, what do you call those things? The, the cup for the, the koozie, the koozies. You got yeah. koozies, man. You don't need yard signs. You got koozies. That's more way more effective advertising. You got koozies. You got beer glasses. What else? You got somebody had a hat. I want one of those hats. Give it's hat. uh, I want to have my own way of like signaling. <laughs> you still have I want a to hat. signal that my. I house think I'm entitled to a hat if I'm a if I contribute to this podcast as much as I have. I, I deserve a hat, Pete. Uh, I gave you a koozie. When I got, I gave you a whole, I bunch of a whole sleeve of koozies. I got, yeah. I got more. If someone yeah. wants a koozie, call, email me, and I'll get you a, one of Pete's koozies. <laughs> Lake Forest Podcast Social Club. Well, that's where <laughs> all the money goes that we get each month from this podcast goes into that sleeve of koozies that you have. But I do think that, you know, for our loyal listeners – I'd be curious to see what the design would look like. Like this is an average house that probably needs the kitchen to be redone. <laughs> but we listen to the Lake Forest podcast. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I, I would that be allowed? <laughs> and then you're gonna if you get an animated sign with the cartoon of the city guy. <laughs> my my my. my. 
I am proud of this mediocre house, and I listen to How the Force podcast. And then the other side, the, the people that don't like you put up signs saying, we will never appear on the Lake Forest podcast. That's why you do a two-sided sign. Yeah, and uh, you give one to Susan. What's, here. Yeah, which side do you put up? Give one to Matt Montgomery. <laughs> Who else will come on? Well, he did come on, but that's another story. Yeah. All right, slow week. Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought we'd get more out of city council. Convening is short. You know, here's, you know, when I was a trustee at Morton Grove, we had a rule. Yeah. Trustees would... I hope I'm not violating any confidentiality from 20 years ago, but the trustees in Morton Grove afterwards would go get together at a local establishment. Yeah. I won't say which one because I, in case they still go there, Yeah, uh, Aaron, the trustees. And the rule was we had an un unwritten rule that the trustee who spoke the longest at the board meeting would have to buy the beer. Interesting. So... <laughs> And the, the village clerk at the time kept kept the kept the running total of how long each trustee spoke at the meeting, and so we had we had pretty fast meetings. Now again, I, I get it, I don't mean to thwart democracy. There are times you need to have discussions, but you also you get we would get into situations, and Lord knows I saw that on the school board where people would pontificate for hours and hours and hours. It's like what's your point? It's just like please um well randy came through on his campaign promise that you know the first couple of meetings boring <laughs> i like that I, that's, that's i got nothing he's i got no content i need come on melanie well, rumble you want a crew to win so you'd have more content <laughs> oh my god <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> be, be like watching biden on steps Oh. <laughs> well, I let that out. I, I, I just really. pray. I just pray for his health every time I see Vice President Harris speak. So that's all. Uh, <laughs> what are you gonna do, Joe Weiss? Very riveting show. As uh, always, Chris <laughs> Lesser. Less. I think he's on a highway in Arizona somewhere. Right? I think he's in Winslow, in Arizona, standing on a corner. I hope, I hope he doesn't like uh, start talking to a girl on the corner like in the Eagles song. This is awesome. <laughs> might not approve of that. And then uh, uh, he gave us a nice shot of Cracker Barrel. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know if you know this, the Cracker Barrel in Gurney was the site of my first date with my wife. Outstanding. That probably going to kill me for saying that on this show. But no, that's that's okay. Nobody's listening to this show. Nothing happened. I grew up in uh, Lindenhurst, and you know she's listing all the restaurants we could go to. And I'd never been to Cracker Barrel in my life, living in Morton Grove and Skokie area. So let's go there. Tasha, I... Okay, you got to do a jump ball. You got Cracker Barrel on one side, and you got Waffle House on the other. Who wins? Ooh, ooh now that's tough. I love Waffle House whenever I go down to the South. There's, there are two Waffle Houses in Illinois. I want you to know that. Yeah. Collinsville and, oh my goodness, I can't remember the other city now. It's a city where that plant was that Trump visited when he was one of his few. Southern buildings. Illinois? Southern Illinois. It's St. Louis metro area, basically. Yeah. yeah. There's that part of Illinois, they call it Metro East. So Collinsville is like, you can see the St. Louis arch. 
from Collinsville. And I've been to that Waffle House when I've been there for meetings for my job. Um, well, here's well, the thing. Oh, anytime I'm in the South, man, I try to I try to hit a Waffle House. I've got the I've got the belly to show it. The, um, but but that is um, that's some good eats at, at, at Waffle House. Let me tell you. Well, I would choose Waffle House because they never close. It's true, even at a hurricane. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, you got a hurricane in your area, just see if the Waffle House is open. I believe that if, is. If any, if you, I highly recommend the video of the late Anthony Burdain visiting a Waffle House with a chef, a world-renowned chef, who be, who was inspired to become a chef because his parents used to take him to Waffle House and he watched the guy cooking. It is an amazing video. Um, so sad of what happened to Anthony Bourdain, but uh, no idea who that is. You don't know who Anthony Bourdain is? No, Dude, no. he had that show. He was like a big restaurant cuisine reviewer. He had I can't remember what network the show was on, and then he was on CNN and stuff. And he got a little political, unfortunately, at the end. But um, well, he got canceled. Well, then he well then unfortunately he um, um, committed suicide. Unfortunately, but um, he. Uh, but his uh, his stuff was his when he talked cuisine and restaurants, yeah. he really was good. And that that I'll send you the link that Waffle House yeah review where he goes on with the I can't I can't remember the name. There's a oh, guy yeah. who who grew who became a chef, a world renowned chef, because his parents would take him to a Waffle House in the South where he grew up, and he'd watch because you the cook you can watch the, them cook your food, and he was just fascinated watching these people cook other people's food that that inspired him to go there but um the whole thing about the waffle house was bring us your tired your inebriated your right we'll feed them <laughs> and they're they're privately held and they 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 were able to they scale at the right pace and uh they they keep the quality so I, I don't know if the business model works in 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 places like this but um that, that's well, that's local, local journalism man it's it's dying because it, if it ain't national um you no know, i you think talk about donald trump pro or con then well, it, it ain't happening i mean that's all it's all anything is becoming is national stuff like i said you pull five walk down the street today and pull five people and ask them a question about national issues and ask them a question about local issues and see which one they know more about. Yeah, but we're all journalists now. We just have very, you know, our 30 people that we talk to regularly. You got all these silos, you know, and that's why we run into all these problems. Like, it's hard for people to think for themselves. All right, Joe, I refuse to burn the internet any more than we already have on this show. Uh, we're looking Blogging for... the internet with this show. <laughs> we, need, we need the internet plunger. <laughs> have you, have you, before before I go again, have you uh, played with ChatGPT yet? Um, yeah, I've, um, I still prefer my own writing. Okay, all right. I can see where it can really do some some good for some people. Kind of, I wonder, but I can see where it, it can be a really bad thing. I, I, you know, it's like anything else. Hey, Cliff Notes. Remember Cliff Notes yeah. back when we were in college? Right. That helped people learn stuff, but then it also enabled kids to not read the actual book, right? So I think it's kind of the same way that it can, you know, it depends on how you use it. 
So what if you watch a video and you get the same in information? Is watching a video over reading a book bad? Depends on which teacher you're talking to. If you're talking to the to their uh, composition, that's team, kind of my point. Yeah. Is and we're we're just regurgitating. I mean, people should people should still read books. I think I think there's something Why? about reading a book because it gives you it takes you off of a screen and gives you a, a peaceful place. You know, hopefully you're reading it in a peaceful place to sit and just read the book and do nothing else. I think that's that's a good mental thing for people to now, get away from screens for a while. Well, I med meditation, I understand that. Meditate, right? Think of nothing. Seriously. But that gets to the question is, who cares how you got the information? The end of the day is that you have it and prove that you have it. The proof oh, that you so have The key it is, is the last part of that statement. Prove that you have it. Because whether it was cliff notes back in the day or some of this other yeah. stuff today, I think kids are just using that. And it's not just kids now, but people are just using it. Yeah. There's a, there's and, a two, two year window here where everybody's, yeah. you know, the early adopters are going to get this knowledge and everybody's going to figure it out. And then you're going to have to have some type of proctor that says, whether you went to Southern Illinois, Northwestern Liberty, whatever it is that, Okay, great. You got this degree. Well, you got to pass this test to prove that you have this knowledge. Because if look, you want to be a lawyer, what do you got to do? You got to pass a test, right? But is Chat GPT going to uh, eliminate the need for lawyers? I mean, is, is Rick Lesser uh, going to be out of a job one day? <laughs> Paralegals. Paralegals, yeah. But I mean, technology has always replaced positions before. Right. Yeah. I mean, we used to have we used to have stagecoach drivers. We used to have elevator operators. Yeah. Those jobs are gone um, because of technology. But then other jobs were created. This are will there be new jobs created because of chat GPT that don't yeah. exist? You're gonna have to we'll be okay. We're not gonna be all unemployed. No. Well, the early adopters will always be okay because they they're following the trends, but if you're like the last to work at a manufacturing company, you know, don't be crying because the jo <laughs> the job is gone. You know, you got to find something new. It sucks that jobs go away, but you have to be paying attention to things. Because a lot of people don't like change. I understand that. Joe, I think I pissed off enough people uh, <laughs> on this podcast. So. Uh, for, just on this podcast, I think. Just on this one, yeah. So <laughs> for, all the, for all the people working out, uh, doing their laundry, or whoever they included us in their lives, we thank you for listening. And for those of you that can watch us for five minutes at a time, you're doing uh, a lot better than some other people who can't stand us that long. Look at these faces. Have a great Saturday, all. Me, all. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at Doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more.
Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Hagee Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havey. Check them out at HaveyCommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. 